welcome to the journey, I guess, of our new podcast called The Mortgage Chronicles. My name is Julian Hernandez. I'm your friendly community lender here in Northwest Arkansas. And uh, really, this podcast, I wanted to create it to really highlight people within our community, small businesses, um, entrepreneurs, and kind of put the spotlight on them. And today we have our first guest of hopefully many, uh, Francisco Diaz. How are you been today, man? I'm good, Julian. How are you doing? Hey, I can't complain. It's It's been icy. It's melted. Hopefully we get to the summer now and oh, things yeah. start heating up. But um, man, I, I appreciate you coming to the cast today. And, um, you know, like I said, we really want to try to engage and, and learn about our community and who our people are in this community. So Francisco, you know, how, tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, you know, who are you and, you know, what do you do, you know, for within us with for the people within this community. Absolutely. Like you said, my name is Francisco Diaz. I'm a team leader, executive broker, and realtor for the Diaz team. Um, I've been in real estate for about six years now. Um, throughout my college and university experience, I was able to grow my real estate team. Um, I did study business at the university, and that kind of enabled me to grow a good organization. Um, I'm bilingual. And we we take pride in servicing our our community here in Northwest Arkansas. You mentioned uh, university. What university did you go to? University you to... of Arkansas. Hey, Wupik Sui, you know, big big here in Northwest Arkansas. Oh yeah. Um, what I guess for me, my occupation as a lender, something that really gravitated towards me is I was always keen on helping somebody achieve a goal, right? So what was your driver, what was your motivator to go into the career that you're into? Because from what I understand, um, everybody out there listening, I've, I've known a little bit of Francisco before I, I first met him about a year ago. Um, from what I understand, you came into this role right out of high school, right? Or was there some time in between? Yes. So my first year of college, which was my year after high school, that's whenever I got introduced to real estate. I had a buddy who had gotten licensed and he told me what real estate was, what being a realtor entailed. And that sparked my interest. Honestly, I kind of walked into it, but I'm thankful I did because it did help me reveal what a great career this is and all the opportunities that lie within it. And just being able to help people that I think has been the biggest joy of being a real estate agent helping people with the biggest investment of their lives, making a home purchase mm -hmm. and helping them out. So besides realty, because I know that can take up a ton of your time. You have appointments, you have uh, consultations you do. Mm -hmm. Really big fan of your consultation process. I've heard really good things about it. Um, but Francisco, the realtor versus Francisco, the <laughs> person that just goes out and does stuff. Like, what do you like to do for fun? Like what? What is your hobby? What, what is your main thing? Thank you, man. Um, I do enjoy spending time with my wife and my dog um, in the spring, summer, fall time. I enjoy enjoying the outdoors here in our community, doing any kind of hiking trails, um, going out for walks, a run, biking, just being outdoors. I think most nature. of all, nature, nature is a big one. And he said his wife, everybody out there listening, newlyweds, congratulations Thank to you, you guys. Julia. I'm really happy for you guys. Um, Man, that's one thing I haven't gone into is biking. And everybody I've talked to about biking in Northwest Arkansas, anybody that's out there listening, it's huge in this area. There's trails oh, yeah. everywhere. 
Um, they've created new trails. They have a square to square biking event. They do what twice a year, once a year, about twice a year, twice and a year, we're the mountain biking capital of the world. Yeah. In Benenbar, Arkansas. So, you know, if you guys are out there listening, you guys like biking, you like trails, you like nature, definitely a good area to come visit. But that's one thing I haven't got around to is getting a bike. So like I mentioned, everybody I've talked to tells me, oh, you know, you have to get this type of bike or this type of bike. But then uh, I'm thinking, you know, cool, it might be 100, 200 bucks. Come from my background, I'm used to these huffy bikes, mongoose bikes, these these bikes that you put pegs on when you were a kid and you just, you know, you, you rode people around. But then they tell me the price. It's like six, seven hundred dollars for these bikes, right? I recommend just starting off with something small, man. So I'm with you. I used to have yeah. mongooses growing up, right. getting bikes from Walmart. <laughs> um, frankly, my first mountain bike was from Academy, about a $200 oh, nice. bike, yeah. but it did the job. It allowed me to get on the mountain biking trails and kind of see what's out in Benninville, Bella mm-hmm. Vista. I actually got lost in Bella Vista one time on the trails. I think we biked about 11, 14 miles until we found like a main road. And then from there, I finally had a signal to GPS how to get back home. But we got completely lost. That's scary. Um, so, <laughs> I would be scared. <laughs> and the bike I have now is actually a road bike. So I haven't done much mountain biking lately. And that road bike, I got it on Facebook Market for about 400 bucks from a oh, buddy. Nice. And that, that's done, done the job. We have the a Greenway Biking Trail as well, mm-hmm. which will connect all the towns in northwest Arkansas from up in Bay of Vista all the way down south of Fayetteville into Greenland. So I have biked the Greenway as well. That's a that's a good one to bike. Nice. Yeah, so I know, like I said, bikes for me, once they told me the price point, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, because I know if I get a bike, I got to get my wife a bike. If I get my right. wife a bike, we have three kids out there. So with our three kids, we're going to have to get the attachments for the kids in the back. Mm-hmm. They got to ride too. Yep. So I'm, tar- I'm starting to add all this stuff. I'm like, man, biking, it's, it's fun, but it can get pricey. But one thing I saw as well, too, somebody told me about this, and I had no idea what this was again, was an e-bike. These electronic bikes, and they were describing these bikes to me, and I'm like, that's pretty much a moped. That's not not even biking at that point. And uh, I was thinking, that would probably be the way I need to go, just something that's less strained, (laughs) it's easy on me, because I'm telling you, I am not in the best shape right now. But, you know, biking is something I'm really, really wanting to get into. Um, besides that, you said being out in nature, you do like hikings, you like doing any specific type of trails up here, like I love for hiking. hiking. So we have Devil's Den. Um, that's a good hiking spot here south of Fayetteville as well. I think in West Fork, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I've also gone to the Goat Trail down by the Buffalo River, which is about an hour and a half, I think, southeast from us, if I'm not mistaken. And that's a beautiful three mile one way trail three miles back that has a beautiful bluff, beautiful scenery. My favorite time of year to hike that trail will be the fall. Whenever the leaves oh, yeah. are falling, That's pretty. you have a beautiful Ozark view. Did you get to see the pictures of like the ice that was kind of on that area of like uh, Devilston? Somebody posted that and I think it was like on the local five news mobile app and they have pictures and it looked like ridiculously gorgeous wow. for ice, you know? Yeah. But the fall time is definitely a really good time to definitely take in the scenery around here. So how long have you been in this area for? Uh, did you grow up in this area originally or are you from somewhere else? I did. So I, I was born in Los Angeles, California, but at eight years old, I moved to Rogers, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And that's where I grew up. I, I've i lived in Northwest Arkansas ever since, since back in 2006. So I think we're approaching 
17 years, nice. if my math is right. You're pretty much a native at this point. Or do you still Kansas. claim California? I love California, <laughs> you man. Came, but, you but claim Cali. <laughs> I'm a Cali boy. Kidding. What part of LA did you grow up in? Hollywood. Hey, Hollywood guy <laughs> here. Hey, you guys probably imagine in Francisco, hair slicked back, super looking super good, Hollywood image. I don't oh. claim Hollywood, man, but I do go back and, and love to vacation in California. So yeah. lately we've been going every year or two years with my wife. Mm -hmm. and just exploring more of what's in california los angeles san diego ventura california burbank yeah. there's so much to it so last time i went to california was probably 2015. so my dad is from california he's from la he's from linwood he grew up in linwood mm. um, so he has a lot of family over there and last time we went was like in 2015. the one memory i have last time i went we went to santa monica pier mm -hmm. Uh, we did the whole uh, oyster shell. You know, you get the oyster and you get the pearl out of it. The yeah, oysters, right? Yeah, 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 clams or oysters. Oysters. I oysters. Get the pearl out of it. Pretty cool. But the one thing that stuck out was the street vendor selling DVDs. And you probably know what type of DVDs these guys are selling. Not the oh, yeah. not the ones you get at Walmart, but, you know, the secondhand ones. Yeah. I remember buying, I don't know if you remember the movie, The Day After Tomorrow. The one about the, the apocalypse, the weather apocalypse that happened and, like, everything, like, froze over. I haven't seen it. Um, I bought that movie. Well, my parents bought that movie. Okay. And they also bought Dodgeball. Okay. Have you seen Dodgeball? I have not. Dude, oh my God. So <laughs> Dodgeball is like, I, I, to me, a comedy classic. It's uh, Vince Vaughn's in it. Uh, what's it? Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller's in it. I think he's the other guy. Or Rob Schneider. I don't know. I'm horrible with actors and names. Names, period. But it's just a whole movie, comedy movie about this gym that's going out of business because there's a big corporate gym across the street taking their clientele oh, wow. and they're trying to save their business. So what they do is they say, Hey, there's a dodgeball tournament that they can win this money off of, save their gym. And when the other team spies on it, finds out they enter the tournament too. Oh wow! So it's this upcoming group of people that go through this whole montage of learning how to play dodgeball yep. and then, meeting their rivals at the end but in between this you know it's a bunch of comedy stuff that's happening and you should definitely watch it it's called dodgeball I, I don't know where it's at though it's probably on hulu probably on netflix but <laughs> that was the last thing i remember and it's like these dvds is like you can watch these people like rock across this movie screen and like people were recording in a movie theater yeah dude that was that's one of the memories i have of california and it's it was a fun memory you know like you're young you're a kid and you get these dvds back on a 24-hour drive back to fort smith at the time where i was living you had to have something to do. You also did those long trips. Yeah, hours, me too. yeah. My dad would drive straight through, and um, you know, back then this was what two thousand five, two thousand six. Nothing. Maybe the last time I went actually was two thousand eight. So I remember I had wow. I had one of those. Back then, you know, smartphones you could take them apart and had the battery. So I had like two or three batteries next to me because I would text my friends. My battery would like pop in a new one. <laughs> it's a long trip, guys. We didn't have it power is. adapters. We didn't have that. But the scenery going through Arizona, I remember that a lot, watching the canyons and the sunset, yep. beautiful. And one thing I do really crave at times from California, I've only known it to be in California, maybe just the West Coast thing, was cactus coolers. Did Have you ever had cactus coolers? I haven't, no. So it's just, just I don't know, it's like Mountain Dew, but it has like a pineapple taste to it. You need to look them up. I will. My dad put me on those. He's like, hey, you need to go ahead and try some of this i tried it loved it i remember i think we bought a pack and actually took it back 
But then I also remember Chocodiles. He would always talk about Chocodiles. I never saw him here. There's always like chocolate covered Twinkies you had here, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that specific brand. So that was something else he had us go get over there. Wow. Was that? And it was like amazing to me. You know what I missed from California as a kid when I did live there was having the paletero, which was the ice cream Dude, man yes. walking down the streets. The elote man, yeah. which was the guy selling corn on a cob or corn in a cup. Yeah. Um, raspados is what we called it, which yeah. is like the, the snow cones. The snow cones. Yeah. yeah. Having Dude. them go up and down your street. That's something you don't get in this area. That's actually, I mean, I, for me, it's like a cultural thing. Like you always have those vendors out there, those street vendors, people, like I said, people in the community, these people that are trying to build something for themselves. And um, in Fort Smith, actually, they used to have paletero bands that would go on Sundays. So no way. Fort Smith, you know, almost any place, I guess, you have this adult Sunday league team. You know, you leave high school, you might play soccer in college. You don't make it to the pros. So you go play with your your uncles, your deals, and your dads, and these Sunday league teams. Yep. And I remember there would always be somebody selling pupusas, and there was almost all the time somebody there pushing the the cart, a paletero man, just pushing that. the cart, yeah. just going through the park, you know? Those those are like those memories that just stay with you man, forever. I, I have to tell you, I just got back from a vacation um, in El Salvador and Guatemala. Yeah. Um, gratefully, I, I had the opportunity to climb uh, or hike up two volcanoes, one in each country. But what surprised me was on top of the Volcan de Santa Ana in El Salvador, there was an, um, I'm sorry, there was a paletero up there. So he literally hikes what? the volcano every single day because there's so much tourist out there and he'll be selling ice creams at, top of the, at the top of the volcano. Now, keep in mind, this is about a two hour hike up. Yeah. There are no water vendors there's no food up there there's nothing it's a volcano so this guy going up with his ice cream cart all the way up to the volcano makes a lot of money that's kind of your refreshment once you're up there and in guatemala um we hiked the volcan pacaya and they have a pizza man who makes pizza at top of the volcano again keep in mind that's a two-hour hike up two-hour hike down you're there almost half the day no food no water it's only what you bring. So people who are hungry making it up the volcano, you get you get to buy pizza. Dude, that is insane. <laughs> so like, what do they do? They just have like an oven up there they, they take? Or was there something already built up there that they well, did? Well, Pacaya actually has a lot of steam that comes from the volcano through yeah. the rocks. And there's a little section where it's hot enough to um, make a wood-burning pizza. So that's how he does it. He he found a nice little spot on top of the volcano. He'll literally go up in a motorcycle and four-wheeler every single day at 7 in the morning. They're going up the volcano with boxes filled with pizza. And they're going to go make them up on, on the volcano. They are the modern-day version of that SpongeBob episode where he went and delivered that <laughs> pizza. You remember that one? I don't. I don't. The, the Krusty Krab made a, their first ever pizza. Somebody ordered it and SpongeBob's like going through all these weather things and yeah, like just to try to it deliver is, it. That's Dude, that's it amazing is. though. You'll have to look them up. They're called Pagaya Pizza on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. So hey. Shout out to them. Yeah, you guys, hey, check them out. That sounds pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I guess, you know, let's kind of wrap things up a little bit. Sure. So, you know, I appreciate you again coming on to the podcast, telling us about you. You know, as Francisco said, you know, he's a realtor up here in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, where can they find you? Do you have any social medias or anything? Yeah, man. So you can find me on Facebook at Francisco Diaz or my team page at the Diaz team at Fathom Realty. I'm also on Instagram, personal page, NWA Realtor, and business page, Homes NWA. 
Um, I'm also on on LinkedIn. You can find nice. me there, or yes. you're more than welcome to call or email me. Yeah. Do you have a phone number you can give the viewers just in case Absolutely. they want to call or text you? Yeah, four seven nine four two six nine one zero seven, and my email is Northwest Arkansas Realtor at gmail.com. Awesome, man. I appreciate the info. One last thing I want to ask you. Sure. We're starting off a brand new year. We're in February. What are your personal goals for yourself? I, that's something I forgot to ask you. You, you, you personally, not just your occupation, but you personally, what kind of goals do you have? On a personal level, I, I have a short-term goal that hopefully converts into a habit throughout the year. It's waking up at 5 in the morning. So I had a professor tell me once that whenever you wake up at 5 in the morning and do eight hours worth of work, by the time you're done with that, it's barely 1 p.m. But if you're starting the day off at 9 a.m. and you do eight hours worth of work, by the time you're done, it's 5 p.m. 4 or 5 p.m., if I'm not mistaken. And by that time, the day's almost over. So True. I want to increase my productivity both on a personal and, and the professional level. Waking up at 5 a.m. is definitely a goal I have, and thankfully mm -hmm. I've been able to accomplish it. And also getting my my weekly exercise in, man. Being, that's big. Being uh, someone who just has a healthy lifestyle, that that's another one I'm currently doing. Super important, especially with your type of occupation you have. It can be pretty stressful at times. I agree. I admire you because I'm trying to do the six o'clock wake up session as well, too. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does. But, you know, man, I thank you again for coming on the podcast. You guys, um, uh, there was his links there. Reach out to him anytime you need anything. And, man, I guess until next time, until appreciate next you coming. Time. Thank guys, you, Julian, for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you guys again for listening. Once again, this is the Mortgage Chronicles and your friendly community lender, uh, Julian Hernandez here. Uh, thank you for listening. You guys have a good day and have a good week.